Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? It's so great to, to be here. I'm always thankful for you guys and always thankful for the opportunity to um, serve with you guys. And so, man, there's so much going on. Anybody ever ever just have a week that just was like, man, good Lord, you know? And so it's like um, get up out of bed and you're dog bites you, you know, and and your horse kicks you, you know, the car runs over you, you know, just all all kinds of things. But one thing I'm learning is, you know, in my life is that as no matter what's going on, we still have victory. No matter what it looks, and like some of the things that happen in our life are so tiny and so so minute, and there's little things that can bother us, and and those things start bothering us, and then we're like, oh man, this is so bad. And then you talk to someone who's really going through something, it's like, like man, you put sugar in my coffee. I wasn't supposed to have sugar in my coffee. The world's coming to an end, you know? Not not quite, right? And then you talk to someone. He's really going through some stuff too, and and but the thing is, is it's all about perspective. It's all about where we're looking at it and how it's coming through. And so, so not to downplay if someone puts sugar in your coffee and you weren't supposed to have it. That's I mean that's a serious travesty, and we're praying for you. But but for the folks who are really suffering, like their football team got beat, or you know that's some serious stuff, right? Is like in this season, I think my my football team is there to torture me, right? And so just put them away for heaven's sake. I mean, sweet Jesus, right? But in all all seriousness, there's so many people going through so much stuff right now. And as a pastor, that really bothers me. As a believer, that really bothers me really bothers me uh, as um, just a human being that really bothers me and so my heart goes out to them and I just keep thinking there's so much going on in this season too like we're decorating for Christmas and I love Christmas right and so but we've already been watching Christmas movies for two weeks right so it's like I like Christmas in Christmas not in like October you know what I mean but anyway, I'm I'm excited for Christmas. And then we got Hanukkah coming up. And so all of this stuff has such symbolism and such um life to it when we really get down to what it's about and what's it, what is it saying, right? And so I as I was praying there's so much going this this whole week there's so much going in my heart and in my mind and what what do I want to share and where am I going to share it and when am I going to share it and how am I going to share it and then I was like you know what I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit 
Because he wants to do something in our hearts and our lives if we just surrender it to him, you know? And I always want to be surrendered to, to the Holy Spirit. And so coming up in um, December 10th through 18th is Hanukkah. Now, most years Hanukkah has quite a bit of meaning, but this year it has a whole lot more meaning. And so I want to touch on, on that a little. Probably wouldn't get through it all this week. Um, but I, want, I, I probably will touch on that if I get to it today. But there, I was praying, right? And so, actually, you should pray before I preach, right? <laughs> Holy Spirit, I submit myself to, to you. Speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so I was praying. It was like, like, like I was going down the road, and I was like, thank God I can pray without closing my eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so I was like, I, I highly suggest when you're driving down the road that you do not close your eyes, <laughs> right? Unless you want to see Jesus face to face even sooner, right? And, and so I was like, thank you, thank you that I can, there's certain things you can do with your eyes open and praying's one of them, right? And, but then I got to thinking about why, why would we close our eyes to pray and think about the traditions that a lot of us have and, and, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, they're just not traditions. Like all my life, there's like, let us close our head, or close our head. <laughs> like if we drive with our eyes closed, we might need someone to close our head, right? But, but someone comes up and says, hey, let's close our eyes and bow our heads and pray. What, why do they do that? I mean, what's the significance of that? And, and like I was minding my own business, right? And the, and the Holy Spirit just started talking to me. And I was like, okay, okay, I, I get it. Because, like, you ask a dumb question, sometimes you'll get the answer. And so I was just thinking about that. And, and I realized something. Do you ever hear the saying that the eyes are the windows of your soul? And so really, when, when we're coming up to, to the opportunity to pray, what we're really doing is we're, we're, we are not a body, Right? We live in a body. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in this body. So, so the Bible says when we worship Him, we worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so when, when we pray, we pray out of our spirit and pray, pray with our soul, with our mind, our will, and our emotions, and we bring it all to God and surrender it all to God. Part of the reason that... that that we, we close our eyes that, that I believe is because what we're saying is, okay, I'm shutting down this body. And I am just coming to a place where I'm not living from the outside and I'm not even living in the flesh. But I'm coming to a place where as I close my eyes and talk to God, I'm not talking to Him as a body and as a mouth. I'm talking through my spirit. I'm using my mind. I'm using who I really am. And I'm shutting everything else around me off. Right? Sometimes, like, I got this cell phone. And we have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> right? And so, like, even, even Siri and, like, um, Alexa, like, like, they don't get it. Right? Because, like, I'll, I'll ask them. Like, like I asked Siri, I was like, am I the best looking guy around? And she, she, she's like, I can't answer that. 
and I think she's afraid I'm going to throw her out the window. <laughs> right? And then I asked Alexa that, and she's like, only you would know. And I was like, what kind of answer is that? Right? But I got this nice cell phone, right? And, and these, these, like, well, you can't live without them nowadays, right? Almost. And, and so um, they call them smart, but they ain't always smart. Right? They don't always do what I'm telling them to do. And so, so um, fuck, I was sitting in my car. I was like, hey, Siri, find this for me. And, and she's like, I cannot find that while you're driving. And I'm like, I am not driving. I am just sitting in my car. What's the matter with you? Get it right, right? But sometimes I got to close it, shut this thing off. Right? Because it starts running slow and starts, you know, doing all kinds of funky things, right? And it's not doing what it needs to do because it gets clogged up. And, and it gets to where it has um, flaws that are just coming in. So I turn it off, and then when I turn it back on, do you know what happens? It has new life. It has a reset. It's sharp and it's fast and it and it, and it's moving good. And so I was thinking about that. That's kind of how we are. That's kind of what happens when we pray. What are we doing? We're turning ourselves off, and we're coming inside ourselves, and we're saying, you know something? This is who I really am. And we're going to God, and we're saying, and we're we're diving inside ourselves, and we're burying ourselves completely and wholly to God, and saying, this is who I. am. This is who I am, and this is what I'm going through, and can you help, help me? And usually he's like, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. This is who you are. And so much of the time, we, we, we relate who we are with what we do. We relate that with God too, right? Because Yahweh, right, it is, is who he is, Elohim is what he does. Do you hear what I'm saying? So so we're this we have that same makeup in us where who are we really? And God only knows. And like half the time we don't even know who we are and what God wants to do and all the greatness that he's put inside. And all the gifts that he wants to unlock and all the goodness he wants to do. But we can find it because the Bible said, he said, they said, where's the kingdom of God? And he said, the kingdom of God is near you. It's even in your mouth. What's he saying? It comes out of you. And so we can come back to that place where, where we're saved and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And so now we come back to this place and, and it's time to pray. So we close our eyes. And when we close our eyes, the whole world disappears. And then it's just me and him. And see, it's something I can do. I can be in the middle uh, of the grocery store. And everybody can be mad at me because I'm pretending to sneeze so I can get through the aisles, right? And I need a little grace. I'm like, I'm feeling convicted. Lord, I'm such a rotten sinner. Right? So like, like I can go, I'm so sorry, Father. Forgive me of my sins. And then I can sneeze some more and then repent a little more, right? But it's something we can do anytime, any place, and anywhere. And we don't even have to close our eyes to do it. But when we do close our eyes to pray, what we're saying is, I'm shutting off the whole world. I'm coming to a place 
where I am present with the one who is the I am and I will always be. He, the one that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who hung the moon and the stars and said, let there be light. And there was. I am just putting my focus and my time right now on him and focusing on that relationship. Right? I had a meeting yesterday morning and, uh, and um, so I have a little dog at the house and, and uh, my friend associate come over and, and we're getting ready for the meeting and my dog's yipping. Right? Because he thinks he's protecting me. He's like, he's not protecting me. Right? But he's bark, 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 bark. He did that for like five minutes. Have you ever tried to have a conversation? <laughs> with a yip, 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 yip. And I'm like, you don't have a bark. What's the matter with you? You know? Right? It's really hard. But then when he's quiet, then I can really hear. Like, like not that I couldn't hear, but you get all these distractions of everything else going around. And we lose track of who we are and where we're at and what God's doing in our life. And then, then we wonder why we're going around crazy, like acting, freaking out on every word that we hear or this or that, because we ain't centered in who God is and who he is in us, because we're not taking the time to, to reset. Not taking the time to turn off and to come back. And it's like sometimes I need to turn off like every other minute. And just say, hey, I'm, re- I'm going to refocus. A lot of people you know, you know, say you need to stay present. And, and that's true. The, the Bible talks about how, how they don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has a, enough worries of itself. But it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he says, all your stuff's going to be all right. Right? He's like, all these things will be added to you. He's like, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry what you're even what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. He's like, but just seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his righteousness and know that he's going to move in our hearts and move in our lives and get us to the places that we need to be because he's that good. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, no matter how you feel, it does not change what God says and feels and how he is about you. And sometimes we just got to go back to this place where we're like, Father, I'm just shutting all that stuff off and I just want to spend a moment with you. Because in your presence is peace. In your presence is joy. In your presence is everything that I'm ever going to need. And it's not going to come from the outside. It's going to come from the inside out. And it reminds me as I pray, hey, I got this. Hey, better yet, he's got this. And I can go boldly to the throne of God and I can find grace in the time of need. When do you need grace? I need it all the time. All the time. And when we can get back to that center and say, Father, that's when we can, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come. I want your kingdom to come in my life. 
I want your will to be done in my life. I want to eat your bread. I want to eat who you are and what you've done for me. Because he said, I am the bread of life. He says, come eat from me. Take from me. And as we do that, we can just feel that all the stuff of the world just start falling off. And then we open our eyes and we may have to close them again. But we're only going to find our peace. We're only going to find our trust. We're going to find our answers in shutting off the world. So as I close my eyes, I shut off the world and everything out around me is done. Right? It's just, it, it, everything around me doesn't matter anymore. And I think that's what it's saying to God too. The, the Jewish people have to leave. So when, when, when Jesus said you need to go in your closet, what he was really saying, or when the Bible says you're going in your closet, he really saying you need to go cover yourself up and, and pray in private. Well, when they cover themselves up, it's like the tent. It's like the glory of God coming around you. And there's so much symbolism in that too. But as believers, we can just check out in a good way. Right? Because I'm telling you, in these times, if we don't check out in the good way, we're going to be checked out in the bad way. Because we're going to be checking out over everything else and freaking out over everything. And God's like up there laughing at the enemy because he thinks he's going to win, but then he's upset because, hey, those are my boys. Those are my girls. Right? Any parents know. <laughs> they, people can mess with you a lot, and you'll take it. When they start messing with your kids, it's a different story. When you're going through something, you process it different than, than you do when, when your kids are going through something. That's the same way with our father, I believe. And so he says that. He said, said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? He called us evil. Like, he didn't say, you're, you and you and you, Bob, Henry, and Joe, you're evil. No. He's like, all of you are evil. <laughs> and we are. <laughs> like, well, let's get that straight. Thank you, Jesus, for that clarification. <laughs> right? But he's like, all of you are. But if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will my heavenly Father want to give you good gifts? That is good news. What he's saying is, I want to bless you. I want to do good for you. I want to show you my love. I want to pour out all my blessings on you and lavish you in good things. And, and when you come to me and you ask for something, I want to bless you. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. There's so many times I get really mad at, at, at stuff and then I realize, well, I didn't even ask. Like training horses, one of the things I've noticed is like everybody, like I'll ask a horse to move their feet and do this or that and like I'll be at a clinic and watching them and I'll show them what I'm doing and then they won't get it. So they're like trying to figure the horse out and... They're like, hey, this don't work. And I'll walk over and I'll pick the, the lead rope up, look, and the horse will move his foot. 
they're like, it's magic. I'm like, no, it's not. How do you do it? I don't have that gift. Yeah, you do. I was like, why are you looking over there? If you'll just look here and ask, that horse wants to give you that response more than you want it to make that response. Right? And then they do, and they're like, whoa, I can do magic too. Right? But it's not. There, there's nothing special about it except the fact that you're asking. You're asking. And that's what our Father wants us to do. He wants us to ask. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to shut everything else out. He wants to be our source. He wants to be our priority. He wants to be the one that, that we can go to and that we can go to Him and know that He's going to answer our prayers. Amen? We were listening and talking about um, Zechariah last week. And um, I'm, I just want to read this a little bit because I'm going to take you somewhere, I promise. Luke 1, 8 says, Once when Zechariah's vision was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time and when the time for the burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. So what happened in Zechariah's division was on duty, like they draw straws. They draw lots. And so they were gamblers really is what they were. <laughs> right? So here, here they're, they're drawing straws, and what they were d trying to figure out is who was going to do what duty, right? So, so one of the duties and one of the greatest honors was being able to go into the altar of incense and, and, and to, to um, what they would do literally is a priest would go get the coals from the, the altar of sacrifice, and it would take it in there, and he would put it on the altar of incense, and then he would pour perfume on it. And as he would pour perfume on then this incense would go up. And it would go up before the Lord, right? So now, you look back in, in, in the Old Testament, and Aaron had two sons, right? And one day, they decided that, guess what? We're, we're going to just light our own fire. And, and we're not going to take, take the, the coals from the altar of sacrifice, and we're going to go light this. And when they did, they, they died. Why? And then people always talk about, don't offer strange fire to God. You've got to do this, 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 and this. And, and get this right. And the whole time I'm thinking, you guys missed the whole thing because what that is is strange fire. Because anything that is not offered to God through, through the, the sacrifice of the finished work of Jesus is strange fire. It all comes through, through what Jesus did in His finished work and His sacrifice that was once and for all. They would take that sacrifice where, where, where the sacrifices were, were, were slain and the sacrifices were burnt and then the coals underneath would be left and He would grab that and He would take it and He would put it on the altar of incense. 
And then as it went up as a fragrance to God, as the perfumes made a fragrance to God, it reminds God that there was a sacrifice. That's one of the things that we get to do when we pray. When we go to God and say, say, Father, I just want to remind you that there was a sacrifice made on my behalf. There is promises made on my behalf, but it only comes because of the blood and the body that Jesus shed for me. I'm not coming to you with strange fire and with my own works and with my own, own, own stupid ideals, but I'm coming to you out of the grace and mercy that I've been given because of that sacrifice. And when we start lifting Jesus up and start lifting him up the Father, it's like a sweet smell. It's like a fragrance going up to God. And he's like, I, I recognize that. That's, that's what it's about. That's what I want. I want you to come to me boldly through the throne, throne of grace and receive mercy and help and grace when you need it. When do you need it? When you mess up. When things aren't going good, when, when you need supplies, when you need, that's when you need help. That's not when we run from God, but we get to run to God and say, Father, here I am. I give you everything I am and everything I'm ever going to be. And it's only because of you and the sacrifice that you provided in Jesus, and now I am eligible for everything you have. Nothing else. That is the only thing that we can bring to God that's not strange fire. We bring everything through that, and our position in Jesus comes through that, which makes us holy and righteous before God. Not by works, but by Jesus. That's good news. Maybe for some people are perfect. Maybe you guys out there are perfect. You don't need Jesus. I need him. You're like, I don't want a crutch. He ain't a crutch. He's your life. He's your breath. And you need Him more than you ever thought. But as we come in here, and Zechariah, um, they, they drew lots. And, and so, so this was a good job, right? And so, so they come in there, and they had the altar of incense, and then they had the table of showbread. Can I ever shoot? I thought it was like a fair at first. <laughs> like, what are they given, you know, ribbons and stuff out, right? And then they had, like, the golden lampstand. And, like, on this altar of incense, it has four horns, right? And um, so, so everything has horns in, in the Bible, right? Um, so that they have the table of showbread, that in, in, not from the fair, right? Which the bread represents who? Anybody know what the bread represents? Jesus. He said, I am the bread of life. Then they had the golden lampstand, and I'm going to get into the golden lampstand next week. 
probably, unless I get. Maybe. There's about a 1% chance, okay? Anyway, because I'm telling you I'm going to do it. I probably won't, but. Anyway, they have the golden lampstand, right? And, and there's so much significance in that, too. But it, it shines over the table uh, of showbread, but it also keeps the whole um, holy place lit. And then the incense is right before the tent where you go into the holy of holies. So as we're praying, we close our eyes, and we're like, Father... I just shut it, shut everything off. Do you ever, like old timers, they didn't say, well, let's bow our heads and pray. Close, our, close your eyes, bow your heads. Right? I grew up with that, right? And so what, what, so what's about bowing? What do you do when you come before a king? You're bowing. So all these things we look at and we see the tradition in them and we see, well, this is stupid. Why would I do that? That's just religious. But if you'll get out of the religious mindset and say there was some point in time where this was a good ideal, right? And you can get back to the heart of that. Well, let's close our eyes and bow our heads. What am I? I'm bowing because I'm submitting myself to you. I'm actually... Letting, letting the whole universe know that you're my Lord and you're my King. And, and what happened when Jesus was on the cross? He said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up his ghost. Do you know what we're really doing is we're closing our eyes, we're bowing our head and we're saying, it's finished flesh. I'm not living by your fears. I'm not living by your controls. I'm not living by this outside world. I believe that it is finished because of what Jesus done for me and because I have a relationship with you, Father. So, Father, I close my eyes and I bow my head. I honor you. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I give you everything that you deserve that's what he deserves and like I remember when they'd take it even further man there's old prayer meetings when I was a kid and they'd get on their knees man right and they'd pray their eyes are closed and they, they're like it's not good enough sometimes it's not good enough like you're, you're like you know what I, I'm just going to make sure that God knows that, that, that I'm honoring him sometimes you're so broken hearted remember Hannah, she went into the temple and she was praying and she was so distraught that she couldn't even get the words out of her mouth. And she fell before God. And, and she was so distraught that, that, um, that the priest thought she was drunk. But God knew. God knew her heart. Maybe you're in a place where you feel like that, where everything's crashing around you, but I want to tell you something. Go before God because He's got the answer. He's not rejected you and He won't reject you. Just call on Him. He said, I will answer you. Go to Him. He's your source. Because He's that good. And I remember, too, there's times in my life where I was like, none of that works. I'm just going to flat out lay on my belly and cry. 
I mean, am I the only one who's ever been there? I mean, come on. So it's like literally I'm saying, you know what? That ain't enough. And no matter what I do, it would never be equal to what God's worthy of. But it's a way for me to empty myself out. And I think it's a time. The Bible says there's a time where, where, the, where the priest will have to get between the porch and the altar. And he'll weep for the people. And this is one of those times where, where as a pastor, I feel like it's important to cry for the people and weep for the people and feel. We know. We see. We hear. We get it. We feel it. We know there's all kinds of stuff going on and the people are having all kinds of different trouble. But we're praying for you. Like, you don't know me. God does. We're praying. And we believe that God's going to do something bigger and greater in your life through all this stuff. We'll just come to him. Just just lock it all out. Maybe you're like, ah, oh, I just need to close my eyes. Or maybe you're like, you know what? Not me. I'm going to bow my head too. Maybe you need to be on your knees. You're like, I just got to get on my knees. That's what do you do when you come before a king? Sometimes you just got to flat out lay on your face and say, God, I need your grace and your mercy in this situation. I need your hope because sometimes there's nothing, no, there's no answer on earth. And that's when we really find that we haven't made because we have someone who, who goes beyond the earth. Goes beyond where we're at. Goes beyond what we can do or anybody else can do. And that's the, that's the birthplace of miracles. No greater place. Because we get to find God. We get to find hope. There's a scripture that says, He's our peace. He's broken down every wall. There's a song that come in. I was having a really bad morning the other day. And, and it was just, I, I quit focusing I lost my focus for a minute. You're like, Pastor James, you're a rotten sinner. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I miss it. Sorry. <laughs> but I lost my focus on, and, and I, I started watching the news and watching stuff and, and running into people that, that were, you know, and I started to get weary. And I remembered, wait a second. I have answers and I have hope. But there's this friend of mine that we know, he's a, a gospel singer. Um, and he just happens to click on a video and he starts singing this song. He is our peace that's broken down every wall. You know, he's our peace. That word peace in Hebrew is shalom. It means nothing missing. Nothing broken. He is our peace that breaks down every wall. 
good news if you're boxed in. Give it to Him. Trust Him and know that He's got you because He's that good. Amen? So, Father, we just lift up. We just lift you up, Father. We just bow to you. We, we just give you honor and we give you glory and we give you praise. And for, for those out there who, who are with us or those out there who are watching, and maybe it might be two weeks from now or a month from now or two years from now when you just come across this. I'm telling you, God's no, no, not contained in time and He knows your situation right now, right where you're at. And we, we just declare life over you. We just declare peace and hope, and you'll find it in Jesus. Just reach out to Him. Say, Lord Jesus, come to me. Come. I need you more than anything else. And He'll be faithful. So we just thank you for that. Lift us up. Lift everybody associated with this church that we, we've been praying, and, and we're still praying for you, and, and we're just praying for every circumstance and and every every obstacle to just fall out of your way and for you to have victory because you already have it in Jesus. But just encourage and uplift and protect your people and give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www dot silverlakebaptist dot o r g